The views and opinions expressed by the guests on the following program do not necessarily represent those of Mark Radio, The Shepherd, or its advertisers. Welcome to The Shepherded Work, a weekly program to help you learn how to live your Christian faith in every place you work and live. Host Mark Goldstein introduces you to individuals who are successfully and effectively engaging in marketplace ministry and gives you the tools you need to do the same. The Shepherded Work is sponsored by the U.S. Christian Chamber of Commerce, building kingdom, business, and community. Now, here's your host, Mark Goldstein. And welcome to The Shepherd of Work, Mark Goldstein in the studio, as always, with Mike Gillen. And our guest today is Shante Jemison. Now, Mike, we've interviewed so many people oh, yeah. that have come out of the corporate world, have started a nonprofit as a faith-based ministry. Mm-hmm. And that's but, a great way to do it. It is. But we also know that as Christians, we can be salt and light by having secular ministry. Right that as Christians, and that's what we have today with Shante Jemison. She is the executive director of a fairly new nonprofit called Reimagine Communities. So Chantalian, welcome to our show and tell us in a nutshell, what is Reimagine Communities? Reimagine Communities is a community-based organization and our mission is to go into the neighborhoods and uh, we focus on education is our biggest thing. And our concept is you don't like what you see in the, in your communities, you and I working together, how can we reimagine this community into what you would like it to be for our children? And we focus, um, like I said, on education and we work with our local schools, municipalities and businesses trying to be that bridge and bring that gap together so that we can help our kids today. We'll talk about that a little bit later in the show, but Mike and I also kid around sometime about people having a Popeye moment where, you know, Popeye, when, when Bluto was banging up on him, banging up on <laughs> finally Popeye would say, that's all I can stands and I can't stands no more, especially when <laughs> Bluto was going after olive oil. I would not have so, remembered that, but you're but, right. But, I, a lot of people start organizations because they have this Popeye moment where they they look at something, they look at a community, and they say, this is all I can stand, and I can't stand no more, and have to get involved. So is that kind of the genesis for you? So we started in the um, height of the pandemic, so it was similar to that. Okay. Uh, the kids, it was a new a new norm for everyone. How do we manage with the hybrid learning kids at school, Mm -hmm. some kids at home and parents were afraid. They didn't know what tomorrow would look like. The kids had never seen anything like that. And we started getting so many questions from families that we work with in the ministry. And they're like, what can we do? And I thought to myself, well, you know what? We can do this. We can do this as a community. We can come together and we can fix this together. We'll figure it out together. We'll pray together and we'll get direction. And that's where Reimagine Communities came from. What were some of the inherent obstacles that you faced when you launched? Um, one of the biggest obstacles was fear, getting over the fear inside of myself to, to say, can we really make a difference? Can we be the change that we want to see Um, And then getting the buy-in from some of the communities because people are so used to working in silos and especially during the pandemic, people were afraid. They didn't want to be around each other. And um, how do we manage our own fears 
but also be strong enough to face those fears for our children. Sure. So what is your background? So I've been in nonprofit for about 10, 15 years, and my mom's still in nonprofit. So this is, is second nature to us. We, we know to give back. And then with our faith background, it's just who we are. We want to help. We want to show the love of Christ to everyone that we see. So this was like a no brainer for me. It's just what we do on a regular basis. So what kind of ministry were you in prior to seeing the need here and, and launching uh, Reimagine? So my husband and I, we actually uh, were the youth leaders of our church. We okay. still actually work with kids. So I've always worked with kids, um, love working with kids. So just to transition on this side, it's the same. I love the fact that you focus on education. Uh, we've talked, Mike, we have actually talked about the fact that you look back in, in Genesis and Exodus, where the story stopped being told from parents to their kids. And what resulted was the book of Judges. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, yeah, there's no doubt about it. The role of parents. Uh, and I was thinking about it, Shanti, when you were talking about the pandemic, how that a lot of parents who never dreamed they would ever be uh, homeschooling their children found themselves doing that at least some version of homeschooling, maybe not with the same heart or even the same excitement, but they did it yes, nonetheless. Yes. And you're right. Uh, something like um, a a pandemic that is so unexpected and certainly unique in our lifetime, it brought a lot out of parents and opened the eyes, I think, of a lot of parents as well. Wouldn't you agree? Yes, yes. Um, that was one of the biggest um, hurdles, parents not understanding how to teach their kids because they were sending their children to school every day. And so now that they're, they're at home working and they're with their children full time, how does that look? You know, how do they deal with the everyday troubles that kids deal with at school, but now they're at home with the parents and keeping them up to par with their learning? How do, how do you do that? What does that look like? And there was no guide. We, mm-hmm. we didn't have, you know, a playbook that we could look back and say, okay, in the last pandemic, this is what happened. This was all new to everyone. But having that foundation within you to say, no matter what happens, I know that God's getting control. I don't have to be moved by this. So I have a question I've never asked anybody in education. Okay. How can a child graduate high school in the 12th grade and be functionally illiterate? How does that happen? It shouldn't. (laughs) It should not happen. But... um, there's kids that slip through the cracks or uh, you just have people that just push them along. They don't really care. They don't want to deal with that. Um, and so just to get them out of their space into the next space, they just push them along. And we find that a lot, unfortunately. Um, that's a very sad thing, but it happens more frequently than others. And so that's why it's so important that we catch them while they're little, while they're young. So that if we see that there's an area that we could help them, we can get it fixed now before they graduate high school. So, and again, after the break, we're going to talk about this project, this plan you have that's launching. Actually, it launched a couple of days ago. So we're going to talk about that a little more. But let's talk about what you're dealing with. What does the... uh, what does the ball field look like right now that uh, that you're facing and you, what you're dealing with? So for us here in Florida, 
you know, we are one in the bottom three when it comes to literacy. And that's really um, a, a huge hurdle for us. Bottom three in the country? Yes. Whoa. Yes. Um, at least half of our kids, K through eight, Central Florida, read below the, the national standard for literacy. So it's a big problem, so much so that the state and the governor has focused on literacy and they have this literacy campaign. By 2030, we want to bridge that gap and have our students reading at least two standard. And so that's a huge hurdle. And getting everyone to know that it's going to take everybody. It just can't be the teachers or just the parents, but the community as a whole needs to focus on our children. And let's come together to work together to solve this problem. So in Apopka, because I know that's where the you know, ground center is and you're expanding from there. So in Apopka, walk us through how you're working with the school system uh, and how you got their buy-in uh, you know, to come in from outside and do this. So we just took the approach of how I approach life, right? So we started going to the schools. I wanted to talk to teachers. I wanted to talk to the administrators. Tell me what you're facing. I want to hear your story. I can help you once I know your story. And so mm -hmm. once I started letting them see, hey, we're not going anywhere. We don't want anything for you. We just want to help. And wherever we can help, if it's sweeping the floors, if it's coming in, reading to a child, whatever you need, we're going to be here. And they started to trust us with their children, which is a huge thing because they knew that our heart was for the children. Mm -hmm. It wasn't for the photo ops. We're not trying to get money. We just really want to help our children. And um, we started doing that. We started just being there for the teachers, bringing them lunch, bringing them breakfast, just sitting down, being that person that they can talk to about what they were feeling. You know, Mike, I'm, as, as Shante is, is talking, I'm thinking about 9-11. Mm. And at 9-11, there were a lot of people running away from, from that site. Oh, yeah. But the first responders were running headlong that's, right into it. That's right. And Shante, that sounds like what, exactly what you're doing. There's a lot of people who've been running away from that problem. But you and, and the folks who are working with you, you're running right in to, to hit that problem head on. And that's basically what, what we thought, you know. It's easy to live in fear. It's so easy. But the Bible tells me so many times, don't fear. Mm, yes. Do not fear. And so you have to put that aside and say, listen, this is bigger than me. This is bigger than you. I am here to help you. And you're here to help me. So we can fear later if that's what you want to do. But right now, we have a problem. How do we fix this problem? Before we take the break, uh, Shante, would, for folks who want to reach out to you, learn more, um, how do they get in touch with you? And is there a website they can go to? Yes, you can visit our website. It's www.re-imaginecommunities.org. And you can also send us a message and we'll respond back to you there. Wonderful. And, uh, and again, uh, stay tuned after the break. We're going to be talking about a pretty exciting effort. That's uh, a lot of folks are coming together to make this happen. And a lot of blessings are going to come from that. So we're with uh, Shante Jennison and, of course, Mike Gillen at the controls. And we're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a couple minutes. 
If you're a Christian business person and you want to meet people who want to do business with you, you need to join the Central Florida Christian Chamber of Commerce. Why? Because the mission of the Christian Chamber is to build kingdom, business, and community. And it all starts with the Christian principle of building relationships. To learn more about the Christian Chamber and all the different ways you can get engaged with hundreds of other Central Florida Christian business people, visit cfchristianchamber.com or call 407-258-3578. Hey, Mike Gilland here with a special invitation to be with me on my daily talk show, Afternoons with Mike at 1.05 p.m. and again at 6.05 p.m. Along with me will be a guest for the day, either a local or national leader, could be a pastor, an author, an entertainer, or even a senator. We cover both local and national issues, always from a perspective of a biblical worldview. Hope to have you along with me. Afternoons with Mike. It's not just talk. It's life-changing. Ladies, do you want the men in your lives to be better husbands, fathers, and providers? Men, do you want all that and more? Christ-led communities has the answer. With men's Bible studies and group experiences, Christ-led communities has a curriculum that meets most every man's spiritual needs. Visit clchq.org to learn about your opportunities to grow in Christ in a Christ-led community. The website again is clchq.org or 407-484-3899. Once again, here's Mark Goldstein. And we're back. Uh, Shepherd at Work in the studio today is Shante Jemison, the executive director, founder of Reimagine Communities. And the website again is www.re-imaginecommunities.org. O-R-G. So Shante. I'm, I'm pretty impressed that you recalled that, man. That's great. <laughs> Thank you. This is a good day, Mike. It's a good day. This is yeah. a good day. So again, we talked about the fact that uh, you launched this effort on uh, last Thursday. Mm-hmm. And uh, so tell us, because Mike, I am blown away because trying to get, uh, trying to nail Jello to the wall is tough. <laughs> to try to work with the government, yeah, with schools, working with the business community and working with the private sector to put an effort together. Is- Jell-O's not a bad little metaphor right there, man. That's great. <laughs> yeah. You've got three things that are, are really uh, objects of passion for a lot of people. And um, maybe I could also say three entities that don't always mesh well together. That's exactly, which blows me away at what uh, the Lord through your organization <laughs> has been able to uh to to launch so tell us about uh what you launched on thursday night and will continue through the end of the year so we have a initiative called read around the city and this will be going into our fourth year doing this and um, we've added an element this year we have a million minute challenge for district seven and where is district seven so that would be the Apopka Okoy Winter Garden area. Okay. Um, and those students in District 7 are tasked to read 1 million minutes between September 1st through January 31st. Uh, they have an app at school called Beanstack, but we wanted the community to really be involved in this. So we purchased the Beanstack app as well. And the community can also join in and help these students reach their million minute goal. And the cool thing is you don't have to live in Florida. You don't have to be in the school system. 
you don't even have to have a child in that district, but you can log your minutes, reading emails, uh, audio books, whatever you want to read and help these students um, reach their goal. And we really wanted to have the community buy-in on it. So we're saying, hey, do a video encouraging the kids. We're gonna repost it just so that they can see they're not in this by themselves. Well, so Micah, the, the wheels are turning because uh, Shantae, I read the Bible uh, every 90 days or less. So I'm reading about an hour and a half. So I could, I could log in 90 minutes every day. Yes. And that is so amazing. Your church group, you can get your church groups involved, book groups, whatever. Anybody can help these students read. Um, And they uh, have a goal for each school based on the enrollment. So we're asking people to help them reach their million minutes. I know we can do it. So how are students being encouraged to, to do this? So we, we believe in incentives. <laughs> we know kids love incentives. Sure. And so we had some businesses that are, we call them business hotspots. And so they are giving discounts for families to come in and actually read in their restaurants or encourage literacy in their restaurants. So we have those. And then we're also seeking sponsorships to help keep our schools excited about it. Uh, the student that read the most books if a business wants to feature them at their store or or their business, we are looking for creative ways to keep them excited. So at the end of December, when this this program ends, what what will you other than the million minutes, what are some of the outcomes that you're looking for that you'll really say, yeah, this was a really successful event? Our goal is to help improve the literacy test scores from last year. Okay. If you make a child give them um, test and they just go and test, they if they don't have a different mindset about literacy, they're just not going to read. And so we want to not only change their mindset, but give them more opportunities to practice reading. And so we have some cool little events around the city that will help them focus on phonics and um, understanding literacy. So we want them to come out of this saying, you know what? Maybe I I can read. I am a good reader, and I have an interest in reading now. You know something else I like about this, Mike, and and I think you'll you'll agree. And if you don't, that's okay. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. Is that you know we talked a little bit ago about nine eleven and the first responders running in. Yeah. But, well, the other thing is, we know in the Christian community, a lot of people want to pull their kids out and put them into Christian schools. And there's so this been this whole dialogue of should I stay or should I go mm-hmm. this? But this is a case where there is a Christian effort, if you will, going back in. It's not running away from the school. It's going mm-hmm. back into the public. That's right. Yeah, that's good. And I mean, it is still like you said, it is. It's not for the fainted heart. I mean, this is going to be something for these kids who take on that challenge to read like that. It's going to really impact them, and it uh, will definitely change them if they do it. And there's, that's the really great news. And that's our, our goal. And I love the fact that you said about the, the Christians and taking them out or pulling them in, because I truly believe um, one of my favorite scriptures is, as if unto the Lord. Mm-hmm. And my grandmother used to say, it doesn't matter what you're doing, you do it for the glory of God. Sure. 
And so if I'm teaching a child to read, I want them to see the God in me. And it doesn't matter where I am, where God allows me to go. I'm going to take God with me. I'm going to be that walking billboard so people can see that God is there. He's everywhere in the schools, on the playgrounds, at work. I am going to be that light. I love that. And it's it's going to be something that when people see the results from this, that's the that the proof is in the pudding, as the mm-hmm. old saying goes. It's going to really make an impact, not only on those taking part, the parents, the kids, but I think other observers, when they look and see, and if you're able to hit that goal of raising that average, I was not aware that Florida was still at that low point Mm -hmm. that you're mentioning right now, but that's going to be a big changer, uh, a change agent for not only the parents involved, the kids involved, but others looking onto this program if, when you make that kind of uh, a change in in the numbers. And that's our goal. Yeah, um, everything that we do goes back to our faith and what we believe. And we believe one can t- put a thousand to fight. Two, yeah. And, you know, God's math is not like ours. Yeah. So if we can get our little community together Imagine the impact that we'll have on other communities and not only in Florida, but across the world. It says, you know what, if they can do it there, we can do it too. Well, and that was my next question. You're, you've launched this, you're doing it in Apopka, but you can take this uh, throughout Orange County and other counties and other states. That's our goal. We really want to do our part to help Florida, um, get to where we need to be, especially for our children. And Orlando County Public Schools is actually partnering with you on this. They are. So this is our first year really partnering with OCPS, and we are so excited that they chose this little small nonprofit to um, partner with us to help us with this. That says a lot about you. Thank you. It's really amazing. And it says a lot. You know, we think, Mark, we think about a pilot program, how pilot Mm -hmm. programs have gone in and really changed the temperature. It's like they become a thermostat instead of a a, a thermometer. They come in, they change the temperature. Everything goes up. uh, The reading goes up. Education goes up. Everyone, I believe, is happier when that happens. And that's our goal. We we want to reimagine our communities. That's our goal. My my guess is, too, that as these kids are reading more, their parents are seeing something different in them. And in essence, you are really ministering to the parents, too. We really believe in this holistic approach when it comes to everything that we do. We want to um, stick to that main presence of the family. So even at our events, we welcome their families to stay. No, have your parents come. We want them to read with you. So we have these reading hours where your parents or guardians can come in and they read along with their kids. You know, I wish that uh, you had the bandwidth to go and show up at churches and encourage <laughs> these churches to do million minutes. And, and could you imagine no. reading a million minutes of the Bible? I'm still trying to get church. my brain around a million. That, that's, yeah. a, that's a lot of minutes. <laughs> You know, well, it's 26 schools in District 7, yeah. and so um, it, it's doable. And you think when you start reading the Bible, it could be an hour later and you're still in it. So yeah. if your church, um, and you can register your church, you can register Great as a point. church yes. or an individual. So if you want to see how well your church is doing with reading, you can go on our app and register your church. That's great. Well, here's the other thing is that this is a great time for churches to say, let's do the Bible in 90 days using the YouVersion app, document our minutes, 
and send it to reimagine right. communities. That's that, good. That was so reach out to Shante Jemison and the website again, Shante? www.re-imaginecommunities.org. Shante, it's been an absolute pleasure having you today. I look forward to seeing what happens in Apopka and the results and having you back uh, the first of next year to talk about what you saw as the uh, the incredible results of that. Thank you so much, guys. And for Shante Jemison, Mike Gillen, this is Mark Goldstein. Thank you for listening to The Shepherd at Work, and we'll see you here next week. You've been listening to The Shepherd at Work. Tune in next week as Mark will introduce you to another marketplace leader who will show you how to live your Christian faith in every place you work and live. The Shepherd at Work, sponsored by the U.S. Christian Chamber of Commerce, building kingdom, business, and community. The preceding was a Mark Radio production.